0: Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business and this special series that we're doing on situational blueprinting. Now this is an important series because we're talking about those big things that you need to prepare for as you grow your business. Now, one big thing that you're going to have to face if you haven't already is outsourcing of work to others. And this might be hiring full-time staff or part-time staff, or specifically what we're talking about today, hiring a VA or a virtual assistant. And we kicked off this series way back in episode 130, and to refresh your memory. A situational blueprint is when you prepare for an event, a milestone, or a challenge in your business by thinking through how you're going to handle it when it does show up. Now, by doing this, we are prepared, we're confident, and we can handle this challenge when it shows up because we know in advance how we're going to handle it in a way that really aligns with our values. The other advantage of situational blueprinting is that it gives you perspective and clarity to really make critical decisions without having to be in that pressurized environment. It also helps us to metaphysically bring things into existence because we're giving our energy to them. Now, today's topic is hiring, specifically hiring a VA. And I got to tell you, this is something that I have seen every single client go through at some point. Everyone struggles with this. And here's the biggest fear that people have around hiring. They worry, will this person ever care about my business as much as I do? And here's the honest answer is that no, they probably won't. Because only you can care about your business as a founder does, as an owner does. And you can't ever put them in your shoes and make them feel what it feels like to be an owner. But that's not actually what you're meant to do. Your job isn't to put them in your shoes. Your job is to turn yourself into the most powerful leader that you can ever be. So that you can inspire and you can motivate them and everyone on your team into greatness. You can elevate them to where they want to really be. So don't worry about the fact that they're not owners because that's not something that you can control. Instead, turn yourself into the most powerful leader that you can possibly be. Now, I have to confess, I have been blessed over the years to have amazing people help me out, help me on branding, on design, on programming, on social media, and I have to say the one area that I have struggled to find a person is specifically hiring a dedicated virtual assistant. Now, this is a role that I know I'm going to be working with really closely, so it was really, really important for me to get that person right. And so I created this episode to share everything that I went through on this journey of hiring a VA, some of the biggest stumbling blocks that I faced during the process, the biggest things that I learned that I didn't know about before. And so here's your chance to learn from everything that I did the legwork around. And I'm really hoping that this will help you to navigate your decision when that time shows up so here's a look at what you're going to learn today in the first segment you're going to learn the top five signs that you are ready to hire a va the second segment i'm going to share the five most popular things that you can outsource to a va so that you can get your hamster wheel turning and really thinking about this third segment i'm going to explain the difference between a va and an obm and if you don't know what those Are then I'll explain them to you in just a second, and then in our last segment, we're going to help you create your blueprint to hire a VA. So get out of your head into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? All right, we're gonna dive right in to this segment, and I'm gonna share the top five signs of knowing that you are ready to hire a VA. Okay? Five signs. Here we go. Sign number one. You are buried in your email inbox. You are suffocating with email. It basically feels like It's an avalanche and you just can't keep up with the demand and you find that important emails are either getting lost or it's taking you more than three days to respond to them. You feel basically like your email is a full-time job. Now, I know that email can sometimes be overwhelming and it can feel like a bottomless pit because as soon as you respond to one email, then they respond and ping back. Now, I think the danger here is that really important items can get lost in the less important distractions or emails. So a good VA can really help you sort that out and stay on top of things so you don't get buried in that avalanche. So sign number one, you're completely buried, overwhelmed, and you can't keep up with your email. All right? Sign number two, important leads and opportunities are not being responded to. Now, this is important. This is really, really important. If you have leads, if you have opportunities, new business, proposals, contracts that are getting stalled because you can't get them out the door fast enough, this is a huge sign that you need to have a VA or some sort of support staff. Don't get stuck in this vicious circle of being busy, but then being too busy to figure out why you're so busy or to figure out how to get unbusy. Just take this as a sign. Listen to me now. If you can't keep up with the business coming in, you need to hire someone ASAP. All right? Sign number three. You've been saying, I'll get to that for more than a month. Let's be real. Tasks Can sometimes slide into the next day, we're human, then sometimes the odd task can slide from this week into next week, and that's okay too. But if something slides too many times, too many weeks, and it turns into a month, then this is a red flag that you need to get some help. All right? Sign number four your personal health is compromised. Sometimes we get sucked into our business so much that other things suffer, especially our health. I read a quote a little while ago that really, really was a dose of tough love. So much so that it just kind of gave me that, you know, that punch in the gut feeling, that ping that was like, ooh, that just rang a little too close to home. It went something like this. If your success comes at the cost of your health or your personal relationships, it doesn't count. How's that for a dose of tough love? I'm going to read it again. If your success comes at the cost of your health or your personal relationships, it doesn't count. And I think that's it. I don't think I need to elaborate on that one. I think that it speaks for itself. So sign number four, your personal health is compromised sign number five you have no me time or white space now this is so important we are a society that is obsessed with doing 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 seeing results doing more seeing more results we don't place any importance on being now I cannot emphasize this enough you have to have to have to have time to just be white space doing nothing, unplugging, recharging, and yes, this means being offline sometimes. All right, so those are five clear signs that it is really time for you to hire a VA. I'm gonna recap them quickly for you. Number one, you are overwhelmed by email. Two, leads and opportunities are not getting responded to. Three, you've been saying, I'll get to that for too long, more than a month. Four, your personal health is compromised. And five, you have no me time. So how the heck does a VA or a virtual assistant work? And what exactly do they do? Now, this is an important question. And sadly, I don't have a clear answer because there is such a wide range of things that they can do. And the answer is, it really depends. It depends on their training, their background, and their experience, and it also depends on what you need help with. It's kind of like saying, how long is a piece of string? So I think the baseline way that I like to think of a VA is handing off administrative tasks that you can no longer handle or doesn't make sense or it's not efficient for you to do yourself. Think of it like in an office when you would hire an executive assistant. What would you hire them to do? Think about things like booking meetings, managing your calendar, email correspondence with other people, making researcher travel plans, basically all those things that are time consuming and it doesn't make sense for you to do them any longer. So this is a baseline of what your VA can help you with. But then there are all kinds of tasks. I think of it like layering. There's all kinds of tasks that you can add on to that basic administrative stuff that can really, really help you out with your day. Now, I like to think of layering because you don't ever want to overwhelm someone with too much in the beginning. What you want to do more than anything is develop a really, really strong working relationship with your VA so that you can get clear on your working style, on your expectations, and really get that core communication down pat. And then you can start to layer on other things on top. Especially these days when the online world, there are all kinds of other additional things that your VA can help you with. So I thought it might be helpful, since like I said, I've just been through all this, to give you a list of five of the most popular tasks that you can outsource to your VA. All right. So I'm going to give you that list now. Five of the most popular tasks that you can outsource to your VA. Number one managing your email, your calendar, or your meetings. Now, this can be as little or as big of an involvement as you want. You can have your VA book meetings as they're requested, or you can have them get involved in the managing of your calendar. Think of this as running offense instead of just defense. Just this week, I had a big conversation with one of my executive coaching clients. He was struggling with his calendar and we talked about how he could empower his VA to do more than just book meetings. Don't just put things in your calendar, but actually own the calendar. And you see, I often hear from people all the time that they go to work and they go to meeting after meeting after meeting their entire day, eight hours. Or seven, whatever it is, they take time for lunch. Their entire day is just back to back meetings, meetings on meetings on meetings, and then they sit down at five o'clock and they start to do their own work. I hear this so often from people. And the sad reality is that quite often that means either your work is getting done in the evenings or on the weekends. But here's how you combat this you have to start to own your calendar. You have to have boundaries right and when you realize that this is all your fault and that there's something that you can do about it this is when you start to be empowered now i want you to think about your entire week as a whole or even the entire day as a whole don't just look at every slot by slot and say oh yeah i am free between one and two i can put you in there No, you have to look at your entire day and say, what else do I need to do in that day? Do I have any uninterrupted time for myself to do my work? Another option is to book off a no-meeting Wednesdays or any other day of the week. doesn't have to be Wednesday. Wednesday is just a popular day that people don't have meetings because it's hump day. It's in the middle of the week. And if you are part of a team, you might want to synchronize and get everybody on your team or in your department to have that same dedicated day where there's no meetings basically empower yourself or your VA to really set up that boundary and say, I need a day or I need an hour every day or I need a two hour block a couple times a week, whatever that is in your calendar and that becomes their responsibility to hold on to that and to manage that. Basically there's lots of different options. Decide what it is that you want and work through it with your VA and get them to be responsible for blocking off the time you need and to be the protector of your calendar and to only offer the other times to people within those boundaries, okay? Now the second thing that you can get them to do is research. Now this is a brilliant thing to pass on to your VA because if you're like me, research just becomes this bottomless pit. It's like a black hole that sucks up all of your time and your energy and it just becomes this landmine of distraction. You know how it goes. You head online just innocently to check out one simple thing and then boom, the next thing you know, two hours have gone by. So this is why it's important to really get the assistance of your VA to help you with research. They can stay focused on what it is that you need to find and manage the amount of time to do it. Pretty much anything you can get them to research. It could be products. It could be services. Things that could help you out with your business. It could be new tools to make you guys more efficient. It could be maybe research about competitor products or services. The possibilities are endless. Now, the third most popular thing is managing social media. And this can be doing your posts for you. It could be community management. Again, it can be as much or as little as you need at whatever level of involvement. Again, just like research, social media is a necessary and important part of your business. And it's also a bottomless pit. So getting help from your VA is a really smart thing to do because they can help to ring fence the amount of time that you dedicate to it. Number four is lead development. And I have to confess, this is a big learning for me. I did not realize that so many people were outsourcing their business development to VAs. And this is also a territory where we get into OBM or online business managers. And I'll explain what that is a little bit later in this episode. So lead development in and of itself is something that you can hand off to your VA, whether that's initial contacts, ongoing emails, whatever that happens to be. And the fifth most popular thing to hand off to your VA is transcription and editing service. Now, this can be transcribing audio into text. It could be editing and recording documents. It could be editing uh, audio file to use for your podcast, whatever it happens to be. But this is a great thing to get your VA to help you out with. So... That's the list of five really common things to hand off to your VA, and I want to remind you that it really depends on the VA that you are working with, what skills they bring to the table, and also what it is that you need with your business. I'm sure as you were listening to this list, there were things that you were thinking of maybe on your mental to-do list that you could start to hand off there is such a wide range of things that they can help you with. And so it's really important for you to take time to think about what it is that you really want help with. And then make sure you take time to match what you need with the right skills of the VA that you are hiring. Don't make assumptions that what someone else outsources to their VA will be the same as what you do with yours because your business might have completely different admin needs and so it's important for you to hire someone that fits with what you need. Now later on we're going to talk about how to blueprint for a VA but what I'll say right now is get clear on the specific types of things that you want your VA to help you out with. This is an important first step to take. And one other tip I want to give you is that we all have areas where we specialize in, right? Our zone of genius, our superpower. And although a VA is typically a generalist role, there's someone that can help you with a wide range of things. Chances are very high. And I say this because, you know, I am obsessed with human behavior and understanding people. They're like puzzles to me. Your VA most likely will have a superpower. They will have one area that they naturally gravitate towards. This could be skills in a particular area. It might be social media, communication, writing. It could be design or graphics. Find out what it is that they love to do that they're really good at so that you can both focus on maximizing it. This is important for your business, but also to help keep your VA engaged and constantly learning. Remember, it is your role and your responsibility as a leader to keep them engaged. You are meant to constantly be learning and also to cultivate the learning and self-actualization of others. All right, on my journey to higher VA, I discovered something new that I had never heard about before. I learned what an OBM is. Do you know what an OBM is? I certainly didn't. An OBM stands for an online business manager. And I learned that this is something different than a virtual assistant. Although just to make it super confusing, some people use them interchangeably and some people do them both, which made it really, really confusing to me. But here's how I have pieced it together. And I thought I would take a minute right now to explain the difference between an OBM and a virtual assistant so that you can understand the difference between them, all right? First of all, when you work with a virtual assistant, you are essentially giving them work on a task-by-task basis. One day, they might be doing research for you. Another day, they might be working on your calendar. And they may help you with a big project or a campaign. However, you can't just hand off the entire campaign to them. It's up to you to oversee it and break it down into smaller chunks. They'll basically do the tasks as you assign them to them. However, an online business manager will literally take full ownership of running your online business, and they typically have a track record of doing this with others, so you could have them manage a lead generation campaign, do an online advertising campaign, or any other operational task. They would do the planning, the project management, and the execution of a project, basically any operations of your online business. Now even University of Toronto has a program where you can train to be an OBM. Now this is a recognized profession and it's something that you can be accredited in, which was news to me. I'd never heard of this before. If you work with an OBM, you will likely pay them a retainer monthly, which is basically committing to a set amount every month. It might be 2 grand, 5 grand, 10 grand. Whereas if you work with a VA, you're typically purchasing a package with a set number of hours to use every month. Now, some of the advantages of hiring an OBM, especially if you hire someone who's experienced, well, they're likely going to bring a lot to the table in terms of knowledge around systems, processes, technology, and the latest trends of doing business online. And this is a huge advantage. You're basically getting access to seasoned experience beyond just the work that they're performing for you. They're bringing intelligence. They are helping you learn from other clients and the work that they've done in the past. So if you are thinking about an OBM, this is great. However, I would suggest that you start out with a VA first so you can get all the admin parts of your business sorted out. You can get used to working with a virtual team member and how to hand off tasks back and forth. And once you have that infrastructure set up, then you can start to think about an OBM. You should really, really, really be at an evolved place in your business though when you bring them on board because you're going to be paying a retainer every month and so you want to make sure that you are good and ready so that you can make the most of their time. So you don't want to waste their time but you also don't want to waste your money. All right, it's time to create a situational blueprint to hire a VA. And I'm gonna break this into four parts for you, okay? First, be clear on your expectations. Second, prepare for the emotional journey of handing things off. Third, track potential tasks and time. And then fourth, keep your eyes wide open for great talent. So let's dive into the first part of the blueprint and this is being clear about your expectations. Now this is important and on reflection, I think this is where I went horribly wrong. So this has been on that to-do list for quite some time. And in doing this episode, it helped me to realize why it took so long. Because there was a gap between what I thought I should do, right, saboteurs, I should do, and what I actually wanted to do. And this gap between the two is what stalled me and prevented me from moving forward. So there's a huge trend for people to work with a VA that is offshore. This isn't a secret. This is just a simple matter of supply and demand and most people hire offshore because it's cheaper. You can hire someone to work for $3 an hour or something ridiculous. And I get it and I understand this. However, that never felt right to me. I didn't want to work with someone who I was. my business was just a number in some offshore call center. and. I did try on three different occasions to have a conversation with someone, and every single time I was disappointed. We had problems connecting, we were in different time zones, we had problems communicating, and they didn't make any attempt to understand my business or learn anything about me before we talked. So obviously, I was really, really turned off. The truth is, I made a commitment early on that I never wanted anyone to work on my business or with my brand who doesn't understand me and who doesn't understand my vision and what I'm trying to build. I just have so much integrity around this business. I would rather grow slower as long as I was able to keep a consistent brand experience. Now, I don't really care where a person is located. I do work with other virtual people who are located all around the world. But here's the deal. Time zone is an issue if we need to be having phone chats because I've worked really hard to get to the point of having a daytime work schedule. I don't want to work in the evenings and I don't want to work on weekends. So I really wanted a VA my time zone. And I wanted someone who was independent. I didn't want to work with a big agency full of people who you didn't know who was going to be working on your tasks that week and things could get, you know, just slip through the cracks. I just felt like that didn't make me comfortable. I wanted someone who understood me, who understood my business and understood my community and my clients. So when I talk about step number one, get clear on your expectations. Know what you want and know what is a non-negotiable. And don't feel as though you have to do what others are doing. I had this whole story in my head that I had to hire a VA who was offshore because that's what everybody else is doing. And if I wanted to be smart with my business, that's what I had to do too. But it didn't feel right. So you have to make the right decision for you. Remember making values-based decisions. Know what your values are and don't ever compromise them. Okay, number two. The second thing to blueprint the emotional journey of handing things off to someone else. Now, this may not apply to you and if it doesn't, congratulations. But if you're like me and you have at different points in your life been accused of being a control freak a little bit, then there's probably going to be an emotional aspect of letting go. I definitely struggled with this. I love being able to keep my hands on everything. I love being able to do my own design and my social media and my marketing, my branding and all my campaigns. But if I want to grow this business, I cannot do everything myself. And came to realize there was an opportunity cost to trying to do it all myself. I was giving up on either my white space, my free time, and as I got busier and busier with clients, there wasn't time to do all my social media and then it just wasn't getting done. So the big girl pants or the big boy pants it has to happen that moment. You have to hand things off if you want to grow. I know this, you know this, we all know this. And so you just have to get prepared for this emotional part of the experience. And handing things off, it doesn't mean that you can't do these things. It doesn't mean that you don't like to do these things. It just means that you have to hand it off if you want to grow. And sometimes, The most efficient thing that you can do is to hand things off. Play to your strengths and hand off everything else. All right? Number three. Third thing to do for your blueprint is to track the tasks and the time before you hire a VA. Have a clear list of five to ten tasks that you want to hand off. Now, quite often, people go on a hiring spree and they say, oh, I need to hire a VA or I need to hire this full-time job before they realize they have enough time or enough tasks to give to that person to do. Don't hire someone just because you dreamed up that title or it sounds like a nice to have. Only hire them when you truly have that work for them to do. So part of this blueprint means keep a list of everything that you would like to hand off and track the amount of time that you spend on that. Remember, the more time you spend in these lower vibrational tasks, then it's time taken away from you doing your high vibrational tasks. So as you keep track of this list, you'll see how much time you spend on these other admin tasks, and this will help you to justify handing things off to someone else. Now, the fourth thing I want you to do in this blueprint is to keep your eyes wide open for amazing talent. As you're chatting with other people, as you're talking to your peers, other people in your mastermind, to other professionals, ask them who they have on their team. Keep that list handy. And when the time comes to bring on a VA, well, guess what? You've got a long list of people that you could potentially work with. I kept a list of people from other podcasters, and when the time came to hire, I actually went through that list, but nobody was really the right fit. So I ended up finding my VA, Teresa on LinkedIn. We chatted, and I instantly felt like we had a great connection, and I talked to a couple references of other people that she was working with, and I knew that this was exactly what I wanted. So as a bonus, I wanna share five tips on how to work best with your VA. Now, if you have never managed a person, you've never had a team or built out staff, this is really, really important for you, okay? Five tips, here we go. Number one, be honest and be respectful. Even though this is an online or a virtual relationship, remember that you both need to treat each other with dignity and with respect. And actually, in fact, I would say because it's an online relationship, it's important to do this even more, to invest in the honesty and the respect. Number two, use technology to your advantage i.e. don't use email. Things just get buried in email. I love Slack as a collaboration tool. I've been using it for years. I know there's lots of different collaboration tools, but think about it. The whole point of hiring this person is to cut back on email. So the last thing in the world you want to do is to add more email to help reduce the amount of email. Do you see the insanity? So get a collaboration tool, start to use it, Try on a few different ones, pick one that works, and just go for it. The other reason why I like a collaboration tool is that this is different than how I communicate with clients or prospects. So it allows me to ring fence different areas of my business. Number three, know your strengths, know your VA strengths, and play to both of them, Nuff said. Number four, have clear expectations. So create a design alliance and if you don't know what a design alliance is, well, head back to episode 86 where I explained it in depth. I can't go into it now. If your business is growing though quickly, you're going to need to change your relationship and you're going to have to learn how to have that conversation. So go back to episode 86, check out that episode and see how you want to create a design alliance and use that ongoing with your VA. And lastly, number five, two-way accountability is critical. Remember to be a great leader. Don't engage in seagull management. And you know what seagull management is, don't you? Seagull management is when you swoop in, you crap all over everyone, and then you fly away and you leave them to clean up your mess. Seagull management is not a good thing. So yes, your VA is there to support you. And yes, you must maintain integrity at all times. Do not engage in seagull management. If you expect them to stick to deadlines, then you have to stick to deadlines too. Chances are because you're working so closely, they're going to probably have a lot of great ideas as well to help you with your business. Listen to these brilliant ideas and appreciate the Perspective and the intelligence. And in this vein, this is a perfect time for me to send a huge heartfelt thanks to Teresa, who has been helping me with my business as my amazing VA and also had a bunch of brilliant ideas and perspectives for this episode. So thank you, T. I am truly, truly grateful. And that wraps up this episode on hiring a VA. Thanks for tuning in and I really hope that you take some time to think about hiring a VA or any other staff and what they could specifically help you with. This is an important step in your business to bring other people on board and there's no one right way to do it, but you do have to get clear on what it is that you want help with. How do you want to work together? And then find the right fit for what it is that you're looking for. Remember, this person is representing your brand and they're going to interact with many different people as part of your business. So you want to make sure that you've got the right fit. Remember that being a great leader isn't about building an empire. It isn't about being autocratic and doing it all yourself. It isn't about seagull management, it isn't about being perfect, and it isn't about thinking that you have to have all the answers all the time. As Tina Fey said, being a great leader is about hiring talented people and then getting out of their way. And my personal philosophy, leadership is about having a big picture vision and being so passionate about it that you naturally attract the right people to help you bring that vision to life. Hire smart people, teach them everything that you know and empower them to do great things. Because your success will truly be amplified by helping others bring their vision to life. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.